Blog Talk oh. Radio. And the Small Business Digest Radio. My name is Donald Mazzella, and I am Editorial Director of Small Business Digest. We come to you through three media channels, here at Blog Talk Radio, through our online newsletters, and via our magazine. They are now all available at smallbusinessdigest.net. Each month, we touch more than one million small business leaders through our various channels. Each hour here at Small Business Digest Radio, we hope to bring you information, strategies, and suggestions to help small business managers increase profits, add sales, better manage cash flow, improve employee management, and streamline operations. Our guests are carefully chosen for their expertise or experience. They do not pay to be on this program, but rather our editors and readers identify them. If you have any suggestions or particular topics you want us to cover, please call, email us at info at smallbusinessdigest.net. Tonight's program, which we're bringing you direct from the uh, uh, cloud for uh, SMB Expo here in Las Vegas, uh, has a wide variety of and, uh, of, of guests. Uh, it's part of a special program, and without further ado, I'll wel- welcome our first guest, Dennis Schmidt of Short Town. <laughs> Interesting. Always <laughs> All right. Um, thank you, Don. Uh, uh, I uh, am happy to be here. Um, and. Uh, Oh, I, uh, I'm sorry. I, I blame myself for this. It's Paul Westmantle here. Dennis Schmidt was supposed to be here, but um, uh, regardless of that, we welcome you, Dennis, and we'll start all over again, and we're That's happy okay. with it. Well, thanks for thanks for uh, having me. Um, Dennis is actually in another session right now, so, um, so we're double-teaming. Um, good to be here. Well, t- we always ask our guests the first question. Tell us a little bit about yourself personally, how you got here. Sure. <laughs> a long journey. Um, starting in the 1970s, I've been in product management and program management in the telecommunication space, first in uh, in long-haul uh, PTT and, and, uh, and the carrier space and satellite and microwave um, products, uh, in 1983, joined a, a company by the name of Executone. Some of your listeners may remember back in the old days. Well, I certainly um, do. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and since then, have been uh, uh, in various roles in product management with uh, um, with Siemens, with NEC, with Avaya, back with Siemens again, and now with uh, Shortel Sky, the, the cloud uh, um, offer from Shortel. Well, that's a, that's a long career. Um, <laughs> I guess our first question uh, to to you: what, what what are your products? What are the problems do they solve? Sure. Um, so, particularly in the SMB space, um, the big challenge that uh, uh, that every business has is is getting focus on their on their core business. Um, and any company trying to deal with telecommunications and and uh, UC and and all the aspects of uh, what communications means to them. Um, as a tool, uh, gets distracted in the context of, of having people on staff that have to go out and 
procure these things, manage vendors, manage technologies, um, build these systems uh, in their own uh, uh, facilities. So, um, so what Shortel Sky does in a, in a cloud offer for telecommunications um, is allow them to focus on their business and not spend a lot of their energy and time in doing the end-to-end -end work that has to be done in this in this technology space. Well, yeah, um, that's fairly succinct demonstration, but uh, particularly the small business area, which is which our audience yep. tends to be more of. Uh, how does your product uh, help a small business? Sure. The employees? So, so it really it really frees up um, the people on the staff. If you think about uh, what it takes to get a simple telephone system in. Um, they have to find a partner for the system. They have to find a partner for their for their carrier services. They have to find a partner for um, uh, for their internet access. Um, all of this takes effort, takes time, takes um, uh, takes all the the aspects of uh, of making sure they make the right decision. And then three years later, they have to do it all again. Um, that's heads. That's count. Um, that you're spending. That's resources and capital you're spending. What a cloud offering does, and particularly an end-to-end -end offer that we do, is we provide the ability to provide all of these services from one throat to choke, um, and we provide the added capabilities of doing application integration, so your workers stay inside their business application, generate more revenue, um, save more money in, in cost perspective. Um, uh, we deal with, uh, with business intelligence delivery of what's going on in your communications, and that helps the business run better. It generates more cash, and there are examples of this in, in, uh, in various customers that we deal with. Uh, um. Well, uh, but it's the old question. Are you outsourcing a function when you do something like this? So, yes, you're outsourcing not just the function, but you're outsourcing the management of the technology. Um, uh, but outsourcing doesn't necessarily mean you're getting rid of people. We have a particular customer uh, I was talking to last month um, uh, that's a small hedge fund in, in Manhattan, um, and he had five people on staff that ran around worrying about whether their telecommunication system was running. Um, by going to a cloud, he allowed those five people to work on applications that drive the hedge fund business um, and let us take care of all those aspects. Um, we had the added capability of integrating all of the telecommunications you see um, uh, uh, tools into his Salesforce um, uh, application. So now all his all his brokers are focused solely on the application that drives business away. So he not only grew his revenue, but he saved on the cost side. Um, that that's very well the case. But um, for us, a small business or any business for that matter. You're losing control and you're losing security. Uh, we, well, in our studies, we found that that seems to be the single greatest uh, uh, concern in the buying decision. Sure. So, so it so it certainly means you have to pick the right partner. Uh, it's not a matter of just flipping through the yellow pages and finding anybody who's in that business. And it's not about necessarily finding the cheapest um, solution out there, but People who are working in this business, who are in this business in mass, can do a much better job of keeping up on technology, of refreshing technology, of being better at security, um, uh, and being more reliable in uptime than you could possibly do by owning your own system. Uh, that's the plus side. What are the negatives? Well, there are no negatives. <laughs> 
there's always negatives. It's just a, I'm so, putting you a little bit yeah, on the spot. No, I, it's it's a fair question. So so there is there is sort of an emotional security to having the box in your little room that you own and you control. So so part of the thing that we have to do for our customers and we do on a constant basis is not only keep in touch and stay in touch and make sure they understand what's going on, but leave those fears with respect to security and with respect to information. In these days when you hear all sorts of stories about people knowing what you're doing all the time, we have to not only be entrusted as a partner with them as to what their information is and how they're doing, but we have to deliver to them intelligent information about what they're doing so they can use it to increase their their uh, uh, their sales. Um, let me stop a minute uh, sure. giving you a little bit of a hard time. After evalu- evaluating more than 100 cloud offerings submitted for listing in our July-August issue, I'm happy to, to announce that Shortel is one of the bills. Thank you. Um, all winners will be highlighted in the September-October issue of our magazine, Small Business Digest, and they will be given a certificate of, of uh, success next month. The four criteria used were applicability to current work processes, ease of use, integration, ex- expansion, value, cost savings, customer service, availability, and benefits. So that's... Uh, uh, something that you can bring back to your people. Thank you very much. Uh, we thank you for coming. Um, I'm, going, uh, I'm glad you came instead of Dennis Schmidt, <laughs> and uh, you certainly were much more articulate. Oh, thank you very All much. Right. Good to meet you. Jay, come on and sit down in this seat. Uh, I might tell our audience... Um, Hey, Christensen of Vario. Uh, I'm, I'm learning a lot about uh, this business at this expo. I'm really sorry uh, some of the audience didn't come because I'm finding it very interesting. Jay, we start always with a little bit about yourself. Okay, great. Uh, Jay Christensen, Senior Director of Business Development at uh, Vario. We're an NTT communications company. Uh, I've been with... Uh, Boy, yes, go tell ahead. Them, uh, Nippon Telephone and Telegraph is what NTT actually stands for. It's the world's largest telecommunications company, uh, obviously based in Nippon, which is Japan. Uh, and uh, I've been in the industry for over 13 years, uh, have been with Vario for 11 of that, and uh, have worked my way up, actually worked my way, I wouldn't say up, but across from product management to begin with, and now in uh, global business development. Uh, just a little background on Vario. Vario was started in 1996. Uh, it was a uh, holding company for 53 different companies, uh, 47 of which were ISPs throughout uh, the U.S. Formed actually one of the largest uh, Tier 1 backbones uh, at the time. And NTT was a customer of ours and decided that uh, it made sense for them to purchase us. So in 2000, NTT became, uh, Vario became a wholly owned subsidiary of NTT. They have since absorbed the network into uh, NTT Communications and have left uh, Vario as purely a hosting company focused at providing hosted solutions for small businesses. 
we we are uh, providing small business applications from domain name registration, email, websites, uh, and now have moved into a, a really uh, broad area of SaaS applications, software as a service, to be able to provide uh, solutions, hosted solutions for small businesses uh, that allow them to either save time, save money, or more importantly, increase the revenue that they're uh, currently getting from their online presence. Well, you've said the magic word, save time, save money, Sales. That's right. Uh, uh, those are the ma magic words. How, how do you do it? Well, traditionally, small businesses, probably in the U.S., 75% of small businesses have some sort of an online presence. But for them, it's a cost center. It's We have to have an online presence. It's generally going to be a static web page that says, here's who we are, here's where you can find us, contact us, and, and uh, we'll provide you more information. Our goal is to take... Uh, that online presence and turn it from a cost center into a profit center by providing easy-to-use tools and uh, applications and solutions that will allow them to drive more business to their website, be able to be more effective in selling products from their website, also drive more business to their brick-and-mortar store through uh, applications of marketing and sales activities, and being able to provide all of these solutions in a very simple, easy-to-use format that a small businessman can actually take and use without having to be, you know, an IT expert. Uh, they don't have to know HTML. They don't have to know perl scripting. They can uh, simply, uh, for very easy uh, pricing models of, you know, anywhere from uh, $10 to $50 a month, be able to uh, have access to a lot of these applications that will help them sell more and help them save money on the back end. Well, uh, um, I'm, uh, I gave a talk earlier today and about how small businesses make decisions. And one of the, t uh, one of the criteria, which has changed over the years, is how they're treated when they first reach the, co the, com uh, the company, whether it's online or on the phone. You want to talk a little bit about that and how you could help? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it, it, it's interesting because it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a regional preference. Uh, a lot of people in the U.S. prefer to have that one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody over the phone. Uh, a lot of people in in other areas prefer to be able to just go online and buy something without talking to anybody. And the way we have uh, our infrastructure set up, we, we can support either of those. Uh, outside of the U.S., we are a global provider. Outside of the U.S., all of our services are provided through local partners. Generally, uh, traditionally, we've gone through the local telephone providers, the incumbent telcos in the area, the ISPs, and we will brand our services to their brand, and then uh, from there, they will handle the sales uh, and support, the tier one sales and support and direct contact with the customers. So that provides them that face-to-face -face or that ear-to-ear uh, -ear conversation that they are able to have. We also will provide them uh, access to tools for the, those providers to build online uh, order screens, uh, basically shopping carts, where they can go in and choose from the list of different uh, applications that they have that we provide through them to be able to provide these uh, services to the small businesses. Um, the other uh, aspect of providing this is creating bundles. 
and many of the small businesses don't know what they don't know. They don't know what it means to do search engine optimization to drive more traffic to their site. They don't know that there are tools out there that are available to them to do email marketing or to have a uh, click-to-chat application on their website. So through working with those with our partners in educating the small business community and creating bundles such as a uh, online presence in a box that would include a domain name, it would include an email, it would include a website, it would include search engine optimization and all these different products. By creating those bundles, you're educating the small businessmen of what applications are out there that they may not have had any idea about. Well, the interesting point, what do you think are the main issues facing a small business? Um, now, there's two types. There's the people that are just starting out, and there are the people who have been in business a while, and they're facing this vast um, change in technology. Um, what, what advice do you give? Well, I would say that the main challenge that small businesses have is resources and time. They just don't have the time to go out if they're not in a technical field. Right. They don't have the time to go out and learn about all of this stuff. And so the way we're approaching that is creating solutions that are very, very easy for them to use. If they can use a word processor or a, uh, a PowerPoint type solution where they can drag and drop, they can, they can create a website, they can use these tools to be able to uh, have a very strong online presence and drive business. So it's really about educating the small businessman that doesn't have the technological background. Well, but how does, um, you know, uh, I had a friend of mine once uh, explain about someone he didn't have, all of his taste was in his, his mouth. Uh, but uh, how do you get a person to choose the aesthetics of a, of a workable, uh, of a, a user-friendly, sellable uh, site. How do you teach them? Well, I, I think how do you teach them to build a usable, yeah. workable site? I, I think it's about the tools that you provide to them. And so instead of just giving them space, uh, instead of giving them a technology uh, that, that includes space and bandwidth and, and some you know, technical terms, you give them a solution that says, walk down this wizard of templates that says, here's the industry I'm in, Here's the uh, the micro industry that I'm in. Here's what I want to do, and providing those tools that will walk them step by step through building a website that is customized to their needs and what they want to portray to their customer, uh, and providing those tools in a very easy to use manner. Um, people want to re reach your your company. How do they do it? Uh, they can go to Vario.com, and that'll tell them all about uh, Vario in general. Vario.com is our retail website. If any was, uh, anyone is interested in learning about our partner program of partnering with Vario to resell our applications, they can contact me directly. It's uh, the initial J dot C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-S-E-N, Vario.net. Say it again. J dot C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-S-E-N at Vario.net. Okay. Uh, we'll be back with our next guest after this message. We want to thank you for coming on board. Thank Jay. you. I really appreciate it. Really, really. Thank both, you. Both of you. Thank you. Okay. It's fun. Thanks, I'm, I'm sorry we have to keep on. Come on. Yeah. Joel Young. Yeah. How are you, John? Ed Digi. Okay. How are you? I'm good. Are we back on? Back on. Well, welcome. Uh, this is Small Business uh, Digest Radio. I'm Don Mazzella. 
We're here at the Cloud for SMB Expo, and our next guest is Joel Young, Senior Vice President of Research and Development at Digi. Start our program, our, our guest off, every guest, by asking a little bit about themselves, how they got there, who they are, etc. Okay. Oh, great. Well, thanks. It's nice to be here. Uh, so, um, gosh, I've spent my career in uh, telecom and big data and connecting things. I mean, way back when I started years ago with Bell Laboratories, and I've done startups and all of that. But in the last 13 years, I've been with Digi International, and we're in the business all about connecting things to solve people's business problems, whatever those problems might be. Yeah. Um, you, you, you said big data. You know, that's a word that's thrown around. What do you mean by big data? Let's, let me put a little bit of... Uh, no, I didn't know that I actually said big data, but uh, uh, but maybe I did. Well, I thought I heard it. So okay, so... If you did say it, if you, even if you did, yeah. help our audience a little bit. Well, so here's the thing with me. Um, I'm actually not a big fan of big data. Good. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Because I think in, in today's world, we have lots of things that are streaming information, and we take that information, and we just lock it away. And we don't do anything with it. So we just store more and more and more and more and more data. I'm a big fan of solving a business problem, looking for what a pain is, and then what is the one or two or small number of pieces of data, information that you need to actually help solve that problem instead of taking everything, right, and then trying to figure out what you're going to do with it later, let's look at uh, what problems we have and then let's get that data, it might be from machines, right, in the machine world, uh, in order to help us solve the problem. What is the specific data? And I think that's a far better, more economical and simpler approach because I'm all about simple. Uh, keep it simple, stupid, huh? Exactly, exactly. Okay, now, let's talk a little bit about your company. What yeah. does it do? So at Digi International, and, and we have a division that's called Ethereos, um, we're all about a providing connectivity solutions, so connecting things that have never been connected before. I don't care whether it's your air compressor or your hot tub or a big industrial machine. Uh, and bringing those, connecting them, pulling the key pieces of data in into a cloud-based application to solve a specific problem. So we actually do it the other way, backwards. We actually go and say, what problem, um, whether you're a C-level in a specific company, maybe you're a small business owner, what problem do you have? And then we'll provide the connectivity solution and the data and help you actually solve that problem. That's, that's what we're in business doing. We connect... Uh, hundreds of thousands of new devices all the time, but all with that specific specific purpose in mind. Well, that's interesting. Um, in, in my town, we're having a controversy about uh, whether um, uh, the water system has an electronic billing, mm -hmm. but the telephone, but the gas system does not. And they're, they're, now, who pays for that, et cetera? Uh, so um, that would be the type of application you're talking about. Yeah, that, that's that's a very good example of an application. And um, many times people think about those sort of problems, and they just say, "Well, we just need to connect it for the sake of connecting it." Now, in this case, so why would you want to why would you want to connect it? Well, 
uh, it's going to be more efficient and more accurate, and you're going to get you're not going to have meter read problems. Uh, you're going to get efficient efficiency reads, and you're going to actually, in the end, save money. Uh, and of course, that those the poor people that are reading the meters might might be out of a job, so that's not good. But uh, but you know the world is changing towards trying more efficient models, and uh, so that's a that's a classic example from your, on on an easy way to help drive efficiency and accuracy, right, and saving money. Well, I'm a small business. I come mm -hmm. to you and I say this, this is my problem. Mm -hmm. Whether uh, it's how do I connect to my customers um, better? Is that the type of thing you also do? Well, yeah, but. Um, just something general like how can I connect with my customers better uh, is a very broad arching problem. Let me give you, I'll give you an example instead of a, a small business problem that we have solved. Okay? So um, there's a, a small cheese shop uh, and a small business, he uh, makes custom cheeses, right? They need to be refrigerated. And they have, uh, you've probably seen these big fancy refrigerated displays, right? Um, small business doesn't have backup power supply, doesn't have all that. And uh, and one night his uh, uh, power went out, lost all of his cheese. All of it, spoiled, right? Or if it wasn't spoiled, he couldn't prove that it wasn't spoiled and uh, health regulations require, right? And so uh, we went in. We, uh, in a matter of just a, a, an hour or so, installed a little piece of hardware, would monitor all this, and give him alarms if he's got any refrigeration problems. He can alarms on his cell phone and all that. Uh, and no more, if, the, if ever the power goes out or anything, he has an alarm that tells him, battery backed up, of course, if you were curious, uh, saving him tens of thousands of dollars, right, uh, in, in potential losses, right? Very simple. Uh, solved a big problem, protecting him from loss of small business. Okay. Can you give a price range for some sort of, uh, for that particular type of application? Because that's a common one. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sandy, uh, spoilage of food, Hurricane mm -hmm. Sandy, that was a big one. What, uh, what is that protection? What's the range for that protection cost? Well, I mean, so in this case, uh, obviously it depends on some of the other hardware and pieces, but he was in and out for a few hundred dollars in hardware and, uh, and, and uh, you know, a few cents per month uh, in terms of a monthly service fee. Uh, now, he used the Internet connection that was already in his store, right? Um, and it had to be, there had to be a battery backup for that, so... He had to, there was some other small expenses that he had so that we didn't part of. Yeah, yeah, and a very simple problem, right? Didn't need a whole lot of data. Didn't need big data, right? right. Needed small data, just the right data. Well, I, and again, mm -hmm. I thought I heard big data. No, so it's I'm fine. I'm glad we got back into Yeah, that. I am too. Uh, uh, I love an interview like you because obviously we can go and talk. Give us another example of uh, uh, how you can help a small business. Well, I mean, so um, a lot of cases, uh, we've actually, in, it's actually, it's related to refrigeration. I don't know why refrigeration's on my mind, but uh, we have Maybe some, because it's cold. Yeah, there's some small, very good. It is. <laughs> the audience could see us shivering here. Um, yeah, we're refrigerations in restaurants. Same, same example. Um, uh, same business problem. 
uh, wanted to make sure. Oh, I've got another one, a good one. Uh, we have a, a company that uh, we work with that uh, that uh, they're a little bit bigger than a really small business, but they they sell air. Not not air that you breathe, but air compressed air, right? When you go to a, a you know a, to fill up your car, you might need to buy some air. It costs you a few quarters, right? Um, I know some places it's free, but a lot of places it's long a, guns. Yeah, and um, and so um, they didn't have a lot. They had they had a setup of these little air vending machines scattered around, and one of the things that uh, they noticed that they contracted with some local guys to go collect the quarters, right? Well. So it's a cash business, and uh, they discovered, or it, it appeared that, because they knew kind of roughly the number of cycles, that uh, the guys that were collecting the quarters, guess what? They were giving themselves a little tip. Okay. Keeping a little something for themselves, right? So uh, so here's a great example that we, we did. It was we, uh, we worked with them. We applied a small piece of hardware uh, to their air compressors. Count All it does is count the number of quarters that goes in. It reports it back, and so when the guy comes and picks up the quarters, guess what? He's got a little report. He knows exactly how many quarters that he's supposed to be collecting. Uh, and fraud problem or tip problem or whatever you want to call it is solved, right? It was a little more expensive. Uh, is it, it, there's a cellular uh, service fee uh, per month, so it's a few dollars per month. Uh, that he has to pay, and he had, of course had to buy the hardware, which was a little bit more expensive, but um, still economical and an easy, easy payback period. Well, um, it, it's interesting that uh, theft, uh, employee theft, mm-hmm. is one of the biggest sources of uh, problems for small business, and since uh, it impacts it at a greater percentage, uh, finding ways of avoiding theft are, are mm-hmm. uh, really critical. Yeah, and sometimes it's the simple things, right? Well, anyway. Wait, can you give us a third one? I'm I'm learning a lot, so if you... Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, let me think of another... Uh, well, okay, so then this is another... It's, again, now we're moving up in size a little bit, but, uh, but it's interesting how, uh, in this case, it's a, a combination of partnership between the small business and the larger company. So we work with a hot tub manufacturer, okay? Now, manufacturer of hot tubs... And how do you how do you get hot tubs put in your home as well? I mean, there are dealers, a whole dealer network. They tend to be small businesses uh, that end up and deploy and install these. They install hot tubs, and uh, and so one of the challenges is okay, something goes wrong with the hot tub, right? And so the uh, owner of the hot tub, uh, something's not right. Maybe it's their sound system or the pH or whatnot. They end up calling a line, and there's a whole sequence of phone calls down to the uh, the dealer who's actually got to go out and service them. And the um, problem is there's a lot of false alarms or there's uh, ends up being uh, false service calls, and someone has to pay for it. And if it's under warranty, the customer doesn't. Uh, so in this case, we installed a, a small connectivity box, just like the ones we've talking to, into a hot tub. It monitors the key sensors that... Hot tubs that I found out actually have a lot of sensors already in them. They just don't go anywhere, right? Uh, and looked at what are the key values that they want: humidity, water temperature, run cycles, because hot tubs need maintenance based on the number of times that they run. Uh, and then created business rules that alarm on those things. Now, why does that matter? Well, it turns out that those reports then can go to the local dealers. And they can proactively call the customers and say, hey, you know what, I noticed that 
your hot tub hasn't been maintained in this way for a while, or or that your pump looks like it's going to start to go bad, we'd like to replace it for you. So it's an engaged, a collaborative customer service model. Now, a lot of cases, a small business like that, the dealer, they don't have the wherewithal to go out and figure out how to do all this stuff, right? They're not IT experts, they're not information experts. Uh, and so great another great example of how you can provide a new level of customer service, and anybody can do it. If you're a small business or or a large company, and you can engage that much better with your customers. Tell us again how uh, uh, your company and how your website. Ah, so the company, you can go to digi.com, D I G I dot com, and the services branch of our business is Ethereos. Dot com e t t h e r i o s ethereos dot com and um, we're happy to help anybody solve uh, solve their business problems through a variety of different connectivity solutions. And if they want to reach you, ah, uh, so my name is Joel Young. So Joel dot Young uh, at digi dot com. Okay, Joel, it's been fascinating. Well, I hope you'll come back again and. Visit us another time and talk some more. I'd be happy to always tell you any, give you any kind of uh, insights that I might have. Thank you very really much. Really great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, our next guest, come and come and join us. I have uh, before I do, um, uh, Hong Bu. I have to tell you, you have one of the toughest. PR people I know. <laughs> she doesn't let go. Uh, it's a compliment to her. Um, yes. it, 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 I, I'm giving her a um, uh, a positive, okay? I will let her know. She would be very happy to hear. Okay. And so be am I. <laughs> uh, besides the fact that you have a good product and something that um, our people, our audience would like to know about it, she was not going to let me get through this show without having you on it. So welcome to the show. So thank you for having me here today, even though we have to harass you for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we start off the program, uh, uh, we start off each guest by asking them a little bit about their personal background, how they got to where they are, and what they're doing. So please, give us a little bit about yourself. So um, my name is Hong Guli, currently and I'm the CEO of Podcast. Um, my journey to here has it's, it's been a long time coming. So I started my career working for seven years at Apple Computer, work on various different projects from networking to advanced server solutions. And, you know, it perfectly plug and play and the ease of use of the Mac product that we all love. And I went to Sun Microsystem. I work on Java technology. And I found the company is Visto, now good technology in mobile security space. Um, and then I left, I joined Amazon.com. I helped to scale the e-commerce platform and cloud platform and also launched a lot of the new initiative during the time when I was there. And I left there to found my own company called Memio in backup and synchronization space. And, and now the reason I found Focast is basically because of the new combination that we have today. So basically, any individual and any, they just need to be able to access the information from anywhere. Okay. So the so the problem for 
that your you, your company offers a solution for small business mm-hmm. is so the the problem for small business because today there's a small business or business owner not what it used to be they're no longer mom and pop they're very sophisticated and they very technology savvy but they don't want to do with all the IT stuff they expect the technology and they carry multiple devices they're phone, their tablet, they want to be able to get access to those information from anywhere. So what Polkast is doing is we help those individuals turn any computer they have into a cloud devices. What does that mean? Well, that means that you can install Polkast into your computer and turn your, that into your own private cloud and allow you to get access to those information on those server, desktop, NAS device you have directly without bypassing the cloud entirely, oh. right? So if you have a small business, very likely you already have a lot of information already popular on your desktop, on your laptop, on your server somewhere. So right now, if you want to be, you know, be mobile, um, be able to get access to information, you have to upload some of those content to the cloud, access to it. But with podcast, you no longer need to do that work and leave the content where they were, and then when you're out and about, you'll be able to access those content directly from any mobile device that you have, and you'll be able to share with other people as that you need them. So therefore, we see a lot of those business owners really liking our solution, arranging for accountants, lawyers, legal, even doctors have their own small practices, right? So we see that a lot of the small business are using our solution individually as well. But now let's let's address that. Um, in effect, uh, you're allowing a small business owner to to put all of his data, his or her data, wherever they want to put it. Yep. Um, uh, what about the security of it? The, we can constantly in doing our focus groups, doing our research, talk about well, how secure is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how secure is my data to putting it out there? How do you address that issue? So so that's exactly why we build Podcast, because I spent a lot of time building cloud computing in the past. So basically a lot of security issue came about where you take your own personal content um, before you can get access. You put in some third-party server somewhere. Right. And depend what um, server that you use, public cloud, they have various levels of security requirements, right? And they impose a very level of security. So the for, for and privacy, right? And also some of those content may turn over to the government, what have you, right? So so therefore that what raised a lot of issue about security concern. Where podcast where we bypass the whole cloud storage altogether. Seeing so you turn your computer into your own personal cloud and you get access to your content directly on those content we copy anywhere in a third party. So by itself it's secure, right? And then when we establish this connection between your mobile devices and your computer, um, then what it does is we have a, a private secure channel. Like, and so podcast itself never see any of the content that you have. One way establish the connection between you and your computer, we step out the way and all the transfer between it is completely private. We don't know what's in them. Right. So therefore, we completely it's completely secure. So therefore, that people unable to attack 
one reason. And second reason, even if they break into our website, only thing that we store is your email information, right? Um, we don't even store your password. We only store the representation of that. That's pretty much it. So therefore, even when people break into our website, all you can do is get your email. They might spam you, and that's pretty much it because they have no way to establish connection to your devices because only podcast app and only you certain authentication related to your devices can be established that connection. So pretty much you not not never any solution you can never say hundred percent, but I think more secure than any other solution. Right? Well if I heard you correctly and I'd like to repeat it back to you because if that sounds somewhat exciting. In effect all you do is establish a bridge and let the client go from his or her main main computer to their whatever communication device they have. Exactly, and then you get access to all your content on your computer. If you have 100 gigabyte, you have access 100 gigabyte. If you have a terabyte, you get access to terabyte. So now you no longer have to upload those content somewhere before you get access to it. And you so like you and I. Just from that alone, it benefits because you and I, before where we travel somewhere, we email to ourselves. Right. We make copy in all of the devices, right. make sure we have it. And, and at the end, we carry everything with us, right. right? But right now, we find a lot of our users no longer need to do that. They say, oh, I can carry my laptop with me any day. Because now, from with podcast, I'd be able to get access to any, any time. Now, to forward. That is your environment secure, we subsume the security right. footprint that you have. And a lot of times when you, within the same network environment, that happens a lot because mobile computing is not what it used to be anymore. When old day, when you and I would say mobile computing, that means we're away from home, we're away from office. Now with our mobile devices, we mobile, that means we can sit across the room. Right. right, we could be in an office, have a meeting, right. in a meeting room, and that's something to be some information. You should be able to retrieve any of those documents or anything from anywhere, or you can sit on the couch at home. You can look to your work document at work, or you can look on your photo at home. But how often you say, "Shit, I forgot to," sorry, my language, to bring the content over. And now you don't have to worry about it. you get access to everything in a very secure manner. But in those times. The traffic never even go out to the internet because we connect them directly. So the private channel, channel behind your firewall, no one would ever get to see them. So that itself is more secure. Okay, um, I'm I'm going to go back because I find this fascinating. So and I, I'm sure my uh, our audience will. So uh, let, uh, I have a PC at home. Yes. Okay, as most small. It's an interesting world. Most small businesses are PC-based, mm -hmm. and, and most technology is based on Mac. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I have a Mac iPad. Uh, I have a Mac, Mac iPad. Can, can I bridge the gap between using your system? Yes. Okay. So you can install Podcast on your Mac, right? You can install Podcast on your PC. 
you can get your mobile device, you can get access to any key information in there. And on your PC, you should be always see all the information on your Mac. And on the Mac side, um, the, the solution a little bit behind the PC, but if you share a folder in your PC on your Mac, you should be able to see that. Well, and in almost like folder sharing, but, but instead in a local network, we extend out to internet and to anywhere around the world into well, the private channel. How do you charge? So I, uh, we premium solution um, for today. So basically for the individual, if they have a single PC, um, they should be able to use as many mobile devices they have. That's free. And then when they have more, they use across multiple PCs, just like the use case you described, and people want to use at home and at work, then we charge them forty nine ninety five a year. And with, with that solution, we offer a little bit more. We offer photo sharing. Um, that would mean that for many times you can share a folder with your co-worker, and that's very convenient. I can imagine like an interview today, you work with someone, you probably could have audio capture, and someone's going to process for you. Instead of you do, you can share a folder with whoever. They just grab directly from your PC, peer-to-peer, -peer, and they process, and they upload, and they do whatever they want you to do with it. So it's made completely private and convenient. Well, let me ask you a different question. Um, if I have, let us say, um, Word on my home computer, mm -hmm. do I ha need to have Word on my um, device, or could I import the Word from my home computer? So if you have Word, like yeah. document, you should be able to see that Word document directly. But, uh, um, but if you want to modify that, yeah. then you have to use some native application. Right. Uh, in the data, and then you can save it back and save directly back to your PC. But I can't, can do. Um, um, you, you know, uh, this is um, um, the nice thing about uh, my job is uh, going out there and learning about all of these things. How can uh, our audience uh, reach? Uh, what's your website and how can they reach you? So they can reach me. My name is Hong, like Hong Kong. H O N G at podcast.com. And the email. Well, spell out podcast. Uh, P O L K A S T dot com. Because I keep saying podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ask what you do at night. <laughs> I'm just a lonesome podcast. It's a song from Seven, seven Brides from Seven Brothers. I but, never heard that song. I have to look it up. Um, it's in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Okay. Uh, but uh, how did you come by the name, Polecast? Well, it's the, the, the slogan that's the inspiration. It's pretty much about connect everything that you own together. Uh -huh. So basically we say connecting the dots of your life. Right. Right. So the dots. So one day I was thinking of playing around and my daughters walk around with a polka dot ah. skirt. So I say polka dots. Huh. And then after that, casting, right. the podcast, that's where it came about. And so that's where, you, that's where you got it. Yeah, So and also the URL is available. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, that's, a, that's an interesting point. In today's world, uh, having the URL available yeah. is... Uh, yeah. It's getting pretty difficult to find the... Even you can... Yeah, exactly. Then you would have all the agency, they'd come and talk to you to say, we... <laughs> yes, that is. Yeah. How did you finance your company? 
Currently, we uh, we have some private and angel investor. Um, so therefore, right now we go out there, we start to raise funding for the company, because a lot of our customer, we come out, we have over 150,000 customer using us mm-hmm. today, and without any marketing, we just hire a marketing person like a month or two ago, and just completely words of mouth, and people use us so loose, and in our K degree, I think it's best of three because we have almost like 4.5 star rating based on 2,000 review. Matter of fact, you hardly see that many applications have that kind of rate. That means we resonate as something with the consumer. Uh, but we also we find out a lot of businesses and small business are using our solution as well. Doctor, accountant office, uh, you know, and and and, uh, and doctors. And now we also see a lot of enterprises are interested in our solution. So we're going to come up with enterprise solution in a couple months. And so we're going to launch with some partner. And so what's so cool about earlier, earlier I was in the panel when we talked to one of our competitors who provided our solution to the enterprise, but we have a chance to chat like 15 minutes before work, and he just say, man, you nailed the problem, you're way ahead of the pack. So it was very great to, to get that kind of validation from your your competitor, from your peer, and so it's feel good. So I think um, we impart a race funding because no one heard about us yet because we work quietly in the background try to perfect our solution. Um, but I hopefully you know more people are gonna hear from us soon. Thanks so much for our opportunity like to share the story. Well, we like to think of ourselves as being prissy and about it. Quite frankly, is that your PR person there? Yeah, that's my PR person. Come, come here, Allison. Come here. Come on. Come on. Sit down. Sit down. Uh, Dan to pay you a huge compliment earlier. I paid you a yes because you wouldn't he wouldn't be on. But Allison, what's your name? Allison. Allison Kuna. Uh, why don't you come over here and sit? We're going to bring you. Uh, oh, you're bringing me in, huh? Uh, yes, we are because uh, <laughs> uh, we, we like to think of Small Business Digest as being um, usually ahead of the curve. Uh, on a lot of things, and quite frankly, uh, I said earlier that he would not be on if it wasn't for you and how persistent you were. That's a compliment. Yes, <laughs> it, it was. So now uh, I'm going to turn the tables on you a little bit. Let's talk about PR and how you do PR for a startup firm like this. So t- first, tell us a little bit about your background, your personal. Hey, uh, folks. She didn't even know she was coming up. I did not know, but let's do this. Um, I my background. I have a background in marketing that uh, is, you know, I've, I've had some agency experience. I've worked at nonprofits and big companies. But the truth is, um, I really flock to startups. I I just think it's much more interesting, um, you know, the the dynamic environment and working directly with the business owners to build something exciting is. Um, just, uh, it's, it's a whole lot of fun, and particularly, I I really enjoy working with Hong uh, because he's just such a visionary and he's so innovative. And this is a product I feel like I can really get behind, something I believe in. Um, it's truly making, you know, can really make people's lives easier um, and help small businesses uh, in a lot of different ways. So um, you know, it, it's nice to work with someone who has a solid product, a good plan in place, and a lot of integrity. Well, what's the name of your company? Polka. Polka. I, 
I am the marketing director for Polecast. Oh, now you're the marketing director. I am the okay. marketing director, yes. Oh, yes. right. I thought she was your PR rep because the way she really operated around me. Oh, yeah. we have thought of, we don't have PR rep. <laughs> <laughs> we it's did, all me. It's all on Allison and we well, figured out our well, thing. Well, see that? Um, that's, that's the second mistake I've made today, but um, uh, she, she would not let me go off the hook. So yeah. that's why you're here. So now that's what it takes with a startup, to be honest. It's uh, you know, you need to have obviously you have to have a solid product and a solid plan, but it's got to be a little scrappy too. <laughs> yes. Well, as as a marketing director for a startup, what would you? What are the three major um, things you talk about? Uh, you think are important for a startup in uh, in creating a buzz? Creating a buzz. Um, I mean, obviously, a hot topic right now is social media. It's just it's, it's an easy thing. Um, getting you know a, a solid user, or I'm sorry, a solid following uh, on your social media pages is great. And then, um, what do you do with it once you once you have those people? What do you do with them? You know, and it's just you know making the content really interesting. You know, whether it's blog postings, uh, press releases, or you know coming to an event like this and. Um, you know, that's why you saw I ran over and snapped a picture of you guys. Yeah. You know, that's something that our followers are going to be interested in. Uh, if they enjoy our product enough that they're following us on Facebook, you know, they're going to want to see, well, what are they up to, you know? And, and we've noticed that they get really excited about it. So, um, you know, it, it's about content, interesting content, keeping people engaged and, um, you know, managing your existing user base and attracting your new customers as well. I hope you tell them about... Uh Small Business Digest Radio. Oh, absolutely. Okay. You'll get a plug. <laughs> oh, we could, uh, we can, we, we use. Um, yeah, you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. I'm sorry? <laughs> you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. <laughs> well, that is, that is important. Uh, what, how do you do it on the shoestring? How do you do your marketing on the shoestring? Um, honestly, Hong is amazing. <laughs> so it makes it really easy. Uh, you know, a lot of it is personal interactions like this. Um, you you just keep you know keep the cost as low as possible. It's content, um, making sure things are looking good and sounding right, and you're reaching out to the right audiences. It's uh, a lot of strategy behind it, I guess. Um, less is more. Um, so can I chime in on this one? Um, it's, it's like Allison. Just like Allison said earlier, it's about first you have a great product and you have a good people behind it. It always starts with that. And I mean, you find out a lot of phenomenal, a lot of very successful company nowadays that's such long like like Allison said that you have a good content that's something to be repeatable and re regenerate. But that's something the consumer and the user can resonate with. So today, no matter how much you have the marketing dollars behind it. But if you don't have a good product, no one can give you a good review, and the user can evoke against it, and you put them a death in stock. So therefore, we we scrappy because we understand that. So therefore, almost every single dollar that we could afford, we put and build an awesome product. Mm -hmm. So first, we make sure we get that right first and solve a a problem that the consumer needs. And once you do that, then you can figure out, find out your your customer. That and tell, help them, and ask them, hey, you know, repeat it and tell your friend and tell your other and propagate the word. And but you know, I think that is pretty much Allison and doing great of evangelizing it and yeah. do the right message for the right audience. I, I agree with Hong. I think you know, gone are the days of smoke and mirrors. 
with marketing. I, everything starts with a solid product. And like I said, that's why there's a bit of a strategy. Well, obviously, there's a strategy behind it. But once you have that solid product, then you just need to know who your customers are and structure strategic messages in the right way to those potential customers. And if you've got a solid product, they're going to love it. And they're going to they're going to flip over it. You know, there's no need for um, all kinds of smoke and mirrors like people have done in the past or like, you know... Do you have a booth here at the show? We do. It's booth 633. Okay. Uh, our audience is outside, not inside. But uh, if you have to be at the show in Las Vegas, it's 633. Yeah. We have two two days and we have a very interesting. I uh, want to thank you for coming on, both of you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to sign up for the product uh, because I, I find it fascinating and I'm going to try it. Um, Good. And uh, I, I hope our, our, our members of our audience will. Good. And write to us afterwards. Let us know what you think. We love feedback. Okay. Yeah, excellent. And can I say one last thing? Yes. So anyways, the product is for your audience. It's free for them to try. Um, to basically preserve the investment they already have. So therefore, there's no... They, if you've tried, like Allison said, just send us an email and let's see how you like it so we can improve our product. Okay, thank you for coming. We'll stop by the booth later on. Great, thank you so much. much. Have a nice day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yes. Thank you. Lance, come on and sit down. We're going to keep on going. I think she forgot her phone. Oh, right here. There you go. Here we go. Lance, sit down here so we can close the thing. I will. I'm going to get us an audience. I'm going to get it out in our community. So he's going to tell me who to who to send it out on, where to direct people. We're going to get it out on our Twitter feed. We have several thousand followers, so why not why not get real value? Uh, absolutely. It's How blog, are you doing? Good. It's blogtalkradio.com. Blog Talk Radio. Dot com forward slash blog. Talk Radio dot com. Small Business Digest. He's doing my announcement for me. This is Don Mazzella. We're here in, at the, the Cloud for SMB Expo, and we're talking to various people who are attending the show, who are exhibitors. And uh, for hopefully uh, help our audience, uh, which is made up primarily of small business leaders, uh, do their job better. Uh, young man uh, who's twittering right now, or is it twittering, or are we? Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, we're on Twitter. Well, okay. I'm, just, I'm saying out to my social gal to put it out in our Soco Care Twitter world. Ah. And there's a lot of followers and co-link in, so very cool. Oh, um, I'm always curious. We'll, we'll see. Lance Freed. Lance Freed. All right. Soco Care. Soco Care. All right. We always start by asking our guests a little bit about themselves, personally, before we get into anything else. So, uh, Lance, the microphone is yours. Are we on? Oh, absolutely. We've been on all this time. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, thank you. Yeah, we do everything around here. Oh, so, so yes, I would uh, I would consider myself a serial entrepreneur. This is uh, 
not my first uh, startup. Uh, this one's doing extremely well solving a painful business problem in the uh, small Well, before business. we get that, tell us a little bit about you, a little bit of your background, a little bit about you yourself. Yeah, so I'm, uh, you know, I reside in Southern California, native New Yorker originally, uh, avid college football fan, and uh, again, a serial entrepreneur. I like not only coming up with great ideas, but actually taking them to market and hopefully getting new appropriate liquidity events with them. Okay. Now, tell, what's the problem that you, your, your company solves before we go talk about your company? So the problem that we solve is consumers going out on social networks such as Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, and asking questions of the enterprises they do business with, i.e. looking for customer care. So we, what we do is we solve that problem with, a, with an all-in-one solution. You're going to elaborate, elaborate further because I'm, I, I'm, uh, I always say I'm technologically uh, challenged. Okay? I know just enough to be dangerous, sure. especially in social network. Sure. So, um, absolutely. So, what our product is, it's a social engagement and analytics solution for customer care. So let me give you the example. Go out onto your Facebook page and post something about you just got a item from a one of the enterprises you do business with, um, say a clothing item, it was ripped, um, and you're upset, and you put that out on your social network. Well, today... It's sort of the needle in the haystack for that enterprise's care group to be able to find you if they even can because they're having to sift through literally thousands of posts a day. So that's the pain point. We have a solution that's an all-in-one solution that goes out into the, the big social arena, pulls all the social posts about company ABC in, analyzes them based on business rules of the company, determines if they're actionable for customer care. If they are... We then tag them, understand that you're upset, you have an angry sentiment, and then we route them to the proper individual in the customer care division to then respond. So today, social is kind of a little island. So they have two or three people handing all the social on disparate little, you know, you know, early generation solutions. We bring it all together with one solution that does all the listening, analyzing, and engagement, and gives you all the back-end reporting to see how we're doing and what that means to our company. That is a, now, that is a really useful tool. As um, don't know out there in the weeds, the merchant, anyone, they hurt you. What you're doing is self-identifying it. Absolutely. Um, you know, we some of our some of our enterprise clients today, you know, have attempted to do this in a more manual process, and they've and they've recognized that their their agent employee churn of you know just being just demoralized reading literally thousands of posts to try and find the one or two that are the really important one. We filter all those other irrelevant ones away. Think of it as your email inbox, the spam filter. Okay, we're the spam filter for social. So we filter all that away and only based on business rules serve up the ones that matter. And that's really important because the new generation of consumer, they're they're socially savvy, 
tied to their smartphones, they will they will communicate through a text or a social network with someone sitting opposite them at a dinner table. Absolutely. I've seen three teenagers sitting by side by side texting each other. Never understood that. But now, how do you... Uh, you just need massive computing power with all of the texts going out so we that we too solve that. So we are the aggregator and analyzer of all those posts. So we are a hosted play. So we're a SaaS solution for the customer, the enterprise customer. So they don't have to be worried about any of that. We do all of that work on our side up in our dual data centers with you know full N plus one redundancy and backup and resiliency. Uh, we come out of the the carrier space, so we understand about you know what what is required to have a true cloud-based solution. It's more about your data center and your backup and failovers and the likes. We, we bring all that to the table. Let me understand so I'm a, a company, let's say Boscovs. You can, for them, uh, keep track of anybody bad item about Voskov, uh, either a text or uh, some Twitter message, public or private? We will pull in anything about that organization that shows up on um, their their corporate pages for Facebook and Twitter or private consumer pages if they've left them open so that we can get grab that feed or Google or bloggers or YouTube or the likes. Um, all LinkedIn, all the different areas of where people are talking about that organization. We we pull them all in, and then we can filter down to the ones that matter, the ones that they want to, from a care perspective, reach out to. Or conversely, if it's a lead generation initiative, we can go get all of the information of potential leads of people looking for a solution like they have or a competitive takeaway from one of their competitors that would be mentioned and serve all those up for an inside sales group. So we can go either way. We have customers using both on our platform. Very quick and easy to deploy. Uh, we turn customers up in about two weeks. Well, uh, could I also, for instance, uh, uh, hire you to, to check on my competitor? Oh, very good. So we have partners that are outsourcers, BPOs, um, that we partner up with that we most certainly could provide an end-to-end solution so you would you would not have to, um, you know, take this in-house if you so choose to have it all outsourced. What about our audience of small business? Very well, and that's the uniqueness of social. You know, we have... We have enterprises on our platform that have as little as one or two social users, and then we have Fortune 100s on our platform that have, you know, 50 users. So we, we scale the gamut, and we have priced it based on the type of usage you're going to need and the amount of users so that it fits within a small business budget. So I have enterprises on my platform today that are spending a couple of thousand dollars a month, and obviously, we have enterprises on our platform that are spending significantly more than that. So we think we've built a you know world-class solution that's already been recognized as the category leader in the social customer care space by the likes of Gartner as an all-in-one solution that scales and prices accordingly so that everybody in the business world can use it. Uh, your website again? 
sococare.com, S-O-C-O-C-A-R-E.com, and you can also follow us on Twitter at sococare. And if they wanted to talk to you directly? They can reach out to me via either median, and I will be very quick to reply. And your email? Uh, my email is lance at sococare.com. You got it. Lance, thank you. Thank uh, you. Uh, I, I, I learned a lot today, and uh, uh, maybe back to you to talk about an artist. So that would be wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, we're coming to the end of the program. We've gone over the hour, but I think uh, it's been worth it for our guests. Uh, this is Don Mazzella. This is Small Business uh, uh, Digest Radio. And until tomorrow at 3 p.m., Pacific Coast time. This is Small Business Digest. Goodbye. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. You don't have any cards with you.